We had a word this morning, um, so if I was looking a bit lost as I got off the stage, I couldn't find it. It was last week, so it was here. But it was in my book, so um, it's, a, it's a picture of a pair of shoes, and they're polished and ready for use, um, but they've got no laces to put them on, and so they're not used for walking in. So maybe God is saying, I have work for you all to do, but... Um, it won't be done until you use the gifts I have already given you, the gifts of the Spirit. Use them for my glory and for the benefit of all mankind. Then people will know that the church is not some paper tiger, but an investment of mine to, be, uh, to do exploits. So if that resonates with anyone, um, maybe that's something to ask as you come forward to receive about gifts that you have an inkling that you might have but maybe don't use them or don't know how to use them or want to develop in that area. Um, and if that is you, chat to me at the end. And Revelation 4, verse 8, it says this, Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now, we're exploring this at nine o'clock from a different verse. Um, and I just want to reflect briefly on what that might mean for us in the context of Holy Communion. And uh, the Holy Communion service begins whichever prayer we use, or the consecration prayer, whichever prayer we're using, with the Lord is here, his spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Have to say it quickly, because otherwise you'll join in. I know what it's like. Good Anglicans. As soon as you hear the trigger word, you're off with a response. So we're, we recognize the spirit's presence with us, we are to have lifted hearts and give thanks to the Lord that he is here. And then in the rubric it says, the president praises God for his mighty acts and all respond. And the response that everybody says together is holy, holy, holy Lord. So that means that God is holy, it means that Jesus is holy, and it means, the clues in the name, the Holy Spirit is holy. God of power and might, power to create, power to save, power to forgive, power to resurrect, and power to recreate. That holy God is the one that we meet with in the bread and the wine. And I've had a long time to reflect on the fact that we were not in a position to offer communion safely and what that might mean. And I was probably asked twice in two years, why don't we have communion? So I started to think as vicar, well, people don't care. It's not that important. That probably wasn't true. You just didn't see that there was any way in which we could. But it is important because we are a church of the Spirit, we are a church of the Word, 
and we are a church of the sacrament. And the sacrament is a special way in which we meet with God. And Jesus commanded. When you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And so we have survived without it, but we shouldn't have to. Do we agree? Amen. Heaven and earth are full of his glory. Everywhere, this realm and above, fullness with God. And Hosanna in the highest. It's a, it's a phrase of adoration, joy and praise as high as God goes. Holy, holy, holy Lord. God of power and might. And there's something incredible that happens here, which is all of God. And we present ourselves to receive that grace. There's obviously great debates about what goes on in different church denominations, believe different things. Um, to Cranmer, who wrote the Book of Common Prayer in its first impression, um, his belief was that actually the, the grace comes when we partake, when we take the bread, when we take the wine. And there's something important about the fact that that representation of, of Jesus' body and Jesus' blood through his sacrifice on the cross, we ingest. It comes inside of us. It becomes part of us. And so we know that we can say, come Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God, the flame, the pilot light of the Spirit of God can be raised up within us, and we can know his peace and we can know his power. But in addition to that, we can have that symbolic taking into us of God's glory and God's holiness. So if you didn't know what you were coming to this morning, I invite you to do so. It's to receive God's glory and to receive God's grace and to receive God's holiness separateness from his creation and from there that we might grow to be more like him and a final word there's a slightly unhelpful line in the book of common prayer which suggests that you know you, you almost suggests that you need to be perfect to receive and I always say to people you've got two choices one is you could sit there in your chair and make yourself holy enough to take the communion, or you could come with an open heart and receive Christ himself, asking, Lord, help me with this thing that I'm struggling with. I know which one I go for. So the invitation is there. The body and blood of Jesus represented in this bread and this wine to deepen and to strengthen our walk with him. Amen. So, I think we would normally start with an act of confession. And the reason we start with an act of confession is it's a great opportunity before we come to take the bread and the wine to offer some of those things to the Lord. 
So let's, no formal words, no words that we all say together, just take that time of reflection of the things that we know of in our hearts that are not of him, things that we struggle with, maybe people that we struggle with, We know there are things that we have done that we shouldn't have done. And we know there are things that we should have done that we haven't. And we can offer those to the Lord too. And in doing so, we know that the mercy of God means that those who truly repent turn away from the things that we've offered to him will receive the forgiveness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.